0: Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast. So And before we get into the podcast, just want to give a shout out to the, to the podcast that you can listen to uh, on this network, uh, starting with Alex Spur's Power Hour with J.D. Hall a uh, podcast that is just diving into the NBA right now that is just uh, continuing to basically give you the the final stretch of coverage um and give you the 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 big time gist of what you need to know and how to get yourself ready for the playoffs uh per usual uh you know Bryce and I will be hopping on uh talking about the playoffs stuff Uh, With this pod, uh, so so be aware, we'll we'll obviously keep going with the playoffs and and we'll look to bring in some guests uh, when we can. Uh, We got Zach uh, doing the Circle City Cinema, uh, you know, continuing to put out, put out episodes. I know right now he has been putting out an insane amount, but there's a lot that's going on. Uh, Will Smith uh, told Chris Rock to get the sack. Uh, There's there's just plenty of uh, of content that that, you know, that show will be able to put out. Uh, probably only in a matter of what you know, maybe a, maybe a couple. I don't know. See, there's a lot
1: of content that Circle City Cinema is going to work on with so much going on in the entertainment business. So trying to get him, that. trying to get him into it, trying to get yeah. him back into it. Yeah, <laughs> I see him at work every day. Yeah, tell him I, he needs to get the sack. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to start hosting. It, it, it's yeah. It's it's just I don't know.
0: It's something else, something else. And then anyhow, we here we are. You know, in the insanity and Bryce, we we wrapped up the the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Uh, We now have the final four. Um, Man, you know, here we are. And everybody always says, well, you know, this was a year where many, you know, people thought it might be unpredictable or um, uncertain, no top dog teams. But here we are with four blue blood elite national programs in the final four. Uh, is this just another 2022 fluke here? Pretty much 2021
1: fluke. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it could potentially be, I mean, I, I, don't know, I just see a lot of lightning in a bottle for 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 a team like UNC. I mean, you kind of expect the Dukes, the Villanovas, the Kansas uh, to be, around in this in this type the only one that sticks out is unc and uh i mean they're playing well they're playing well don't get me wrong no disrespect to them but um hot shooting is only going to take you so far so i agree i i I don't know overall in the tournament it's been nuts um some things that we had predicted that we were totally wrong about uh caleb We were both totally off base on Purdue, uh, railroading St. Peter's. Um, You did call Arkansas over Gonzaga. I'll give you that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I guess I'll give you that. Yeah, baby. Did you pick Houston? Did you pick Houston? I think I picked.
0: No, you own me on Houston.
1: Yeah, I picked Nova. I picked Nova on that.
0: Because Calvin Sampson ruined my childhood. So we yes, can't he pick did. Calvin. We can't pick Calvin Sampson because he ruined my childhood. You picked him, but I couldn't. It, ruined, it would ruin my childhood to remember that I picked Calvin Sampson at the age of 23. If my yes, eight-year-old self would be disappointed. That's all. That's
1: totally fair. I, okay. So, Caleb, let me ask you this. Yeah. Which Final Four team had the hardest road? <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Um <laughs> um Duke I think I, I lean. I, I, I agree. I agree which you know it's it's hard because I mean with North Carolina being a 7 right or you know being in that, that of 8 seed you're an 8 seed and you get by a banged up Baylor team um and then really You know, you got St. Peter's who you can wally off the floor and you're really that's not a difficult draw to me, considering the circumstances of those teams that they faced. I look at Villanova. I think they might have a strong argument. Yeah, I I was was going to say. But but, you know, I think Michigan proved to be frauds per usual. And I think that, you know, when you look at, you know, Villanova against Houston, that's certainly a difficult game. You know, and, and they even lost a player uh, that I think will be crucial for their team, which we'll be able to talk about, uh, you know, as we kind of dissect these runs. But I'd have to go Duke because I think Duke beat a top five coach, maybe a top 10 coach in the game. And you'd probably go higher than that and argue he's like top five all time, and I wouldn't really bash that in Tom Izzo. So that's your second round opponent. You beat a Texas Tech team, which you weren't favored. A lot of people thought Texas Tech were going to win that game, and they didn't. And then Arkansas, I mean, sure, it's not Gonzaga, but let's not act like they're a joke. I mean, Eric Musselman's clearly got something going back to back elite eight appearances. I think I think for me, it's Duke. And the scary part is I think Duke has the har- had the hardest road. But I think Duke is the best team out of these four right now with the way they're playing. And that and that kind of leads me, Bryson, asking you, what do you think has connected for this Duke team since the Carolina loss?
1: I think some guys have just stepped up, and they've just come together. They're playing a cohesive game right now. I mean, it's all about the team, right? You rely on on your big time talent when you need to down the stretch, but overall, it's been it's been a team game. It's not just been the Palo Benchero show. No, uh, it, it's been. Uh, Jeremy Roach, who's made some really tough buckets down the stretch. Yeah, um, AJ Griffin shows up when he needs to. Mark Williams, you know, locks down on, on defense. He gets a key block or uh, a monstrous, you know, key rebound that they need. Uh, I think it just—it's just all working at, at the right time for them and. You know, there's all the there's all the different types of of metaphors and and things out there, right? Of uh, a late season loss can can really, uh, you know, can really turn things around for you, give you that wake up call, or uh, you know, you win you win your last, you know, maybe two three games of the regular season, you win your conference tournament, you're peaking at the right time. That's what you want, right? I mean, right. With this Duke team, it seems like that the metaphor of uh, the, the late season loss really kicked things into gear for them. And they've kind of just taken care of business. They're not, they're not blowing people out. Um, I mean, they did to, to Fullerton um, in the first round game, but um, you know, it was close with Michigan state. It was close with Texas tech. It was close with Arkansas for a while, but they found ways to win in gritty ways all at the same time, like putting up like solid points. Yeah. Right. Round one, 78, Uh, round two, 85, round three, 78, round four, 78. So they're averaging around 78, 80 points a game. Um, And and they're playing pretty solid defense. I I really like the way this team is winning. Uh, I'm sure we're going to give predictions later. Um, They're a strong, strong candidate to to win it all from here on out, though.
0: I, I mean, the thing with Duke that I think they've been able to show is each game, you're seeing a step of maturity in this young group. I mean, they're not you do not sit there and say they got seniors and guys that have been in the NCAA tournament. A stat I read today Bryce, I think is, you know, insane when you think about Duke, the only guy that ever, you know, made an attempt at a shot in the NCAA tournament for Duke before this tournament was Joey Baker. Joey Baker's not played He's not he's playing, playing. yet. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a team that is like, you know, yes, they're a powerhouse. Yes, they've they've been an elite program, but I mean, these guys are new to the stage, and they are seeing and and getting better each and every game. And you know, a guy like Jeremy Roach Bryce, I mean, many said, okay, he's just not good enough. He's not a he's not a point guard that Duke can rely upon, and with the way he he's played in the NCAA tournament, Bryce, you could make an argument to me that he could be an end of the first round candidate because he is, he is pushing himself into that trajectory. Teams are going to look at drafting him with the way that he's played in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, when you have a guy like Trevor Keels, when you have guys like Wendell Moore getting better and, and Mark Williams man is showing some amazing talent, As a five in the NBA, like Bryce, I was reading something. I I think it's true. I think, you know, Mark Williams, I think, could have a very similar Clint Capella type of impact with his rim rolling and shot blocking in the NBA. And we're seeing Mark Williams just really come alive in the tournament. And, and just kind of dominate. And I don't know, Bryce, if any of these teams do, you know, maybe North Carolina with Baycott. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Mark Williams could own the front court in this turn, in, in this final four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've seen a big guy like this in college lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe during, but, but, but I mean, where you think twice about going into the paint, right. And he's altering shots. Um, and, and he's impacting on defense. I don't think we've seen a college big do that so dominantly like that in a while. I you, know, you have your big guys that you know that that are there as the last line of defense, but I mean, emphatically and athletically, yeah, you know, a big cot does a little bit for UNC. Um but,
0: but he's, he's not as, he's not as athletic and defensive. No, versatility absolutely, wise not. As
1: absolutely not. I, I absolutely. think Mark,
0: I think Mark has a really strong chance to be a really, really, really good pro. And I think this could be the start of a guy that's really going to blossom um, in, in the NBA. I'm excited to see what this tournament does for him. And then obviously I, I know every one of the NBA junkies is like, well, Paolo, Paolo, Paolo.
1: Oh, he's so good. Well,
0: you know, I, and I agree with it. Um, and I feel like there's a point that just needs to be made when it comes to defending Paolo right now. You know, Paolo was a guy, you know, many people had Jabari Smith. Many people had Chet Holmgren. Uh, many people still have those guys over there. But in my opinion, Bryce, it is not a coincidence that Paolo bentro is the only one left standing in the final four
1: no I don't think so either i think he's clear cut like number one pick in the draft and he showed exactly why because he is he is shooting nBA level shots like the level he of really difficulty is. like in, as a freshman in college right I'm not saying like they're hard like they're hard shots but they're hard shots for college like you don't see hundred percent guys that go that purposefully go to like the corners not not the corner three point line like corner baseline like mid range yes. and shoot turnaround jump shots and hit them with a consistency that Manchero does. I agree. And down not, the street. Yeah, not only that, he, he handles the ball extremely well.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean his his game, I think, the really the Texas tech game he made, I mean, those guys are about as about as close as you can get the grown men in the college game.
1: So, yeah, defensively. And, he was,
0: and, and defensively, they were, they were, that is what they brought to the table. And, and Benchero really did a great Fancy, job yeah. of picking his spots and holding himself in, in in positions to succeed. And I mean, I think against North Carolina, Bryce, I, I think he's got a chance to to really show the national stage what he can be. I, I just don't see how Brady Manic is going to guard this man. No, it, it,
1: You know what makes me so angry, too, is why weren't we hyping Paolo like we were hyping a guy like Zion Williamson? As far as I'm concerned, huh. and I'm going to say this, I'm huh. going to say this. Huh. As far wow. as I'm concerned, wow, Zion Williamson's due career is a failure. And, it, and it's not going to be looked favorably upon. When you look at a guy like Paolo Banchero, who's come in, he's done nothing but produce. He's been nothing but the guy, the clear-cut guy mm. down the stretch, mm-hmm. and he's, he's absolutely dominated the college game, and he's going to be the clear-cut number one pick. And in fact, I think Paolo is going to have a better MBA, NBA career than Zion Williamson, which really isn't saying much at this point, you know, two seasons in.
0: But it is nuts to think about. It is, it, is nuts to, it is nuts to think about that, you know, that's a real possibility. And, you know, when you're looking at what he's doing, I, I mean, I, I mean, I've been telling people that, you know, that watch the NBA, that, are, you know, just kind of watch the college game, to just watch the college game. I'm like, you guys, Paolo Benchero, Paulo Benchero has not played better basketball. This stretch of basketball that he's playing is the best stretch of basketball I've seen him play all year. And he's doing it when it matters and when the season is on the line. And I just can't emphasize that enough. He's not settling like Jabari did. Jabari settled. You know, Paolo's not settling.
1: Uh, yeah, Jabari settled for a lot of threes.
0: Paolo, Paolo's coming in and he's and he really putting it, it, really taking the game into his own hands. And and that's kind of what I'm, I'm excited to see, Bryce. I mean, we can get into the kind of the games aspect of it with Duke and North Carolina. I mean, it's a huge rivalry. Mm -hmm. Um, let's not forget that Paolo wanted to get North Carolina in the ACC championship game, but then Virginia tech, you know, beat North Carolina, then beat Duke. I think this Duke team wants the, the, the part two, And I think they want to win and avenge that loss. I'm curious to hear what you think about North Carolina's offense against Duke's
1: Honestly, poise. I feel like they're playing with so much poise right now. Yeah, so that's the thing. I, I I think with Duke, they are they're a team that's not gonna get rattled if North Carolina hits two or three threes like yeah. in a quick stretch. You know, I think Baylor got overwhelmed and then they finally calmed down. It was just a little too late. Right. Um, I don't think this Duke team is really going to get rattled as much by that. And, and for North Carolina, right, if, if they're going to continue to shoot the clip they they're shooting at right 100%, 100%. now, hundred they absolutely have a chance to win this game. But I tell you what, if Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, they come out and they're absolutely cold, like especially this game's over this game. I agree. This game is Duke's all the way, no all the questions way. asked. Yep. Um, I mean, they—they they literally North Carolina has to. This tournament, they've been a live and die. They've been a live and die by the three, and yeah. absolutely, they have to defend. And and like you said earlier, Caleb, I don't yeah. think Brady Manick is going to be able to guard Paolo Banchero. In fact, I think that's an absolute joke. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. I, look, I like Manek. I like what he brings. He's kind of the glue guy for that yeah. North Carolina team. Yeah, um, he's the guy. He's one of the guys they go to, other than Baycott. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when they need a bucket. And, and if you think you're going to put Baycott on Benchero, you're wrong. And
0: then you're I, wrong. Yeah, I mean, because you got to have somebody guard Williams.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be Lob City all day. Yeah, I, if, if, I, you, I, if you want to come, if you want to come over and help, um, I, I just think. I'm not saying North Carolina doesn't have a chance. I think this is Duke's game to lose. I, I uh, in my opinion, uh, the line is four favoring Duke right now. I yeah, <laughs> I would take that.
0: <laughs> I would too. I think I think I think Duke is. I think this is a game that is just set up for Duke to win. I think it's much harder for any rival. I mean, any rival to be able to beat a team twice and in two times in a row. Um, I think that's awfully difficult. And I just think that, you know, Coach K is going to put together a game plan. He's got so much time to put together an effective game plan against North Carolina without having to deal with the distractions of his last game at Duke. And I, I think there is so much from a matchup perspective that Duke can match up with. I mean, North Carolina against St. Peter's You know, let's talk about their run. They came out, they got hot against Baylor. And then when they played St. Peter's this weekend, they just had better athletes. Yeah. Push comes to shove, it was just, they had better athletes and they didn't crap around like Purdue and settle for three pointers and only lob it to the post. North Carolina said, we're going to initiate the action. We're going to drive by you because you don't have anybody that's as athletic as Caleb Love. You don't have anybody as athletic or as strong as Baycott. So we're just going to put him in space and you're going to have to defend it. And that's what they did against St. Peter's, but you can't do that against Duke because that's where Duke's better than, than North Carolina. Right. Right. That's their strength. Yeah. If North Carolina is going to win this game. Are they going to have to figure out a way to put up a 90 plus point game again?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, which I, there's no way. Like, Duke is so long and athletic, and they've been playing pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they played close games. These aren't crap teams, folks. No, they're not. No, they're Michigan not. Michigan State was was hitting their stride, and they played Duke hard. Texas Tech is not a, a team to be trifled with. Arkansas. I agree. Um, whatever Musselman's doing over there, I don't understand it. I'll be honest. He's he an old know. coach. That's I don't, I don't understand how they're that good. Like they're small, but yet like they compete like really hard. And I thought that's where Gonzaga was going to have the advantage and they just, they yeah. just didn't. Oh, I get it. They yeah. just didn't. I, now the rough, refi- the officiating was atrocious. Caleb. I, I know you can I at agree. least admit I that. agree. No, it was bad. It um, both sides. Nonetheless, I mean, JT note, uh, JD note, it's a real deal, man. Mm-hmm. It's a real deal. I didn't want to believe it, but he's a real deal. Yeah. Um, but but when Duke needs to get stops like they can get stops like they rotate really well like they cover for each other yeah uh, probably one of the better Duke defensive teams in recent memory i agree with that honestly it's it's not all about i don't know man just something about this Duke team it's not yeah it's not the flash it's not the you know we we you know showtime out here anymore no. like this is this is a solid Duke team with with ball players that just want to play basketball. Yeah, they just want to play ball. Yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 and I love that. I, yeah. I compare this to. I compare this to last. Uh, a couple players remind me of last uh, last time Duke won the title. Hmm. Um, you know, with Justice Winslow, I, I I compare AJ Griffin to him. I agree with that. I agree um, with that. I seriously compare uh, Jeremy Roach to to Tyus Jones. huh hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the the thing that stuck out to me about Tyus Jones, and I, and I think is a reason why he was drafted and he still has a job in this league. Yeah, is he made some some clutch shots during that tournament. Yeah, 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 where yeah. where they couldn't get it to guys like Winslow or Okafor, no. uh, Jalil Okafor, that is. No. Um, and, and Tyus Jones just made some tough, tough buckets, yeah, uh, to help him get that title. Yeah, um. I, I don't think that lat, that 2015 uh, Duke team had anybody like Paolo Banchero. Um you know, they that 2015 team had Jahlil Okafor down low. He was an absolute yeah. monster. Banchero is just a different breed, but he's yeah. he's the centerpiece of this team. Like I see yeah. very similarities, uh, many similarities with this. Yeah. You know, just put your head down, we're going to go win a title period. Yeah. So yeah. I <coughs>
0: I can't of off the bench. I think has been huge for, Duke. Yeah, yeah, he's big I energy. He's big I, energy I like what them. he's doing because he, you know, Bryce, I, I, this is another thing I, I was actually wanting to talk to you about keels and AJ before you move to the next game. You, you look at somebody like AJ who's been out for so long. He was out with that injury. He didn't know what was going to happen. And then he came back. He keeps playing. He keeps playing. He keeps playing. He gets to the tournament. He gets hurt again. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's hurt when you're watching him on TV. I mean, he still looks like the top 10 to 12 first-round draft pick, Um, a guy who can knock down shots and defend at a high level and pick his spots. And when I'm looking at keels, I'll be honest. When I saw Jeremy Roach, when I got the notification that Jeremy Roach started at point guard, I said, there's got to be some dysfunction here. I mean, Trevor Keels has been really, really good for this team. What's going on and why is Trevor Keels not a starter? And I was like, well, he could, maybe he's not going to do very well off the bench. Maybe he's not going to like the fact that he's not starting. Well, I mean, Trevor Keels has been absolutely awesome off the bench. (laughs) I mean, giving, giving it and going back to the 2015 team, going to that Grayson Allen type of role, I'm going to get buckets on a consistent basis sporadically throughout the game. And, you know, with these two guys playing like they are, I honestly think the way they've been playing in this tournament is going to help them in terms of the way that NBA scouts can look at those two.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that also speaks to, to there's not a lot of ego on this team, no, right? Not. You accept yeah. your role, and we're here for one goal. Uh, well, really, two goals, right? We're here to win a title, and we're here to make it to the league. And whatever we got uh, to do to get there is what's going to happen, you know? So, um, man... What a ride. What a ride for, for Coach K. I know a lot of people hate that, hate this. Um, it looks really bad that Duke is playing UNC in the Final Four. Yeah. I, I understand that and I get yeah. that. But, I mean, what a ride, man. I mean, the, I feel like this is gritty, tough wins. I don't feel like there's anything fluky about it. Say what you want about officiating. Officiating's been garbage this entire tournament. I agree with you.
0: It's been really bad. Nothing 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 to really argue or debate. I mean, and it's happening in the majority of games, um, you know, and and now do I think, for example, um, I think a lot of people want to say, well, you know, Duke's been getting favored by the referees. Uh, I can't say that. No, I, mean, I, I can't really Texas either. Tech, against Texas Tech, they were the better team. Um, and then when you're looking at their game against Arkansas, I just think that just took it to him. So I, to be honest, I, I, I'm not really hearing the excuses of officiating for Duke's favor, but I do think there was some bad, there's the the officiating, the officiating has been really bad this whole tournament. The officiating needs to be fixed, or at least there's gotta be some things that get worked on to make it better heading into next season. Um, Do you like
1: the flop? Do you like the flop stuff? Do I like the what? Do you like the flop, the flop warnings, and then the technical yeah, fouls? Absolutely. Do you
0: like that? Absolutely, I think the NBA needs to take a picture of that. I, mean, I agree because, because I agree. It, I know, think
1: it slows the game down, but I
0: agree. Well, what? It, but I would argue. You know, it's it's just. I think, I think the flopping. I think it's number one. It's just showing good basketball, strong physical basketball. I think people. I think. I think players want to play physical. I don't think, you know, I think for the most part, you know, I think there are some guys who aren't necessarily that's not what their go to thing is, but mm-hmm. you know, I do think too, there's a sense of, you know, I kind of, I want to, I want to get in there. I want to, you know, mess with them a little bit and you can't really do that because of the threat of the flop or the threat of somebody selling contact. Well, they have a I mean, if there's contact in the college game for the most part, for the most part, they, you know, it's, it's pretty clear and self-evident. And so they're not having to worry too much about, you know, I mean, I've had a, you know, I mean, the last couple games I saw that there were, you know, decent amount of couple flop warnings, just about every game. But I think when it comes down to it, um, it's going to be good for the college game. And I really think the NBA should look into it, just figure out how they can make that happen. Um, because I do think it just, even I agree with you, it does slow the game down, but I also think it's, it's showing the way basketball needs to be played. And it helps officiating because I think officiating gets put in a really tight position when players flop. Mm. You're kind of having to assume so much because of how it's all live action. You got to react so quickly. Um, Next up, uh, we got Villanova in Kansas. We're talking about Villanova, Villanova um, beating Houston, um, Jay Wright getting to another final four, but Justin Moore not going to play. Torres Achilles obviously sucks for Villanova. Um, you know, how would you describe the run that Villanova's had to get here, Bryce? And then how do you think they're gonna have to overcome Justin Moore not being available in the lineup? Well, I
1: mean, Villanova, I mean, they've they've had I think this is the second toughest road um to to the final four. You know, playing obviously first round was pretty much a wash. Uh, Then back to back uh, uh, Big Ten teams that gave them decent runs for their money, Um, and then a a scrappy Houston team who shorthanded, low scoring basketball game, very low scoring basketball game. Um, I mean, they rely, they rely, their team, their team just like, just like Duke is. I I think Duke is a little more advanced, but uh, they only run Villanova only runs what seven deep. 17. Yeah, they're not, they're not six or seven. Yeah. Um, And now they lose a the key guy with Justin Moore tearing his Achilles, like you said. Yeah. Um, That's really tough. I mean, that's, that's a vital piece. I, I don't think Daniels or Archie diacono is going to come in and, and give you what Moore is going to give you, but you still have players, right? Colin Gillespie is still that guy. Uh, Samuels, I've been really impressed with Samuels this tournament. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's so, been he's the calm, cool, collected yeah uh, guy that that they they can go to as well. I think him and Gillespie just make a perfect pairing for when I things agree. get tough. Yeah, um, and they need a bucket and they just get it done. They I, get I, it done.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I, I've been thoroughly impressed. I mean, uh, what really sucks is. I think they were they were already a little bit behind the eight ball in this Kansas matchup. I think they're really behind the eight ball here, and it's going to take a, an all out effort for for Villanova to pull this thing off. 100%. And the thing is, the thing is, is uh, in uh, in the BPI they're still favored to win this game. Shockingly, now now Vegas doesn't love that. Vegas has them right. as a four point dog. Um, That's interesting, though, to think about. It is interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. That's really interesting. I, I mean, think I'm taking that Kansas line still. I, I, man, as much as I hate to say it, as much as I hate to say it, um, you know, Villanova wins this. I would be I would be greatly impressed with, with Jay Wright's preparation yeah. and and the players' performance. I'd be thoroughly impressed.
0: I, I agree. And it's it's gonna to me, there's a couple guys that I'm really keen in on. In terms of how they would be able to do this. Like Caleb Daniels is gonna have to eat some of these minutes from Justin Moore. Yeah he already plays a whole lot anyway, but his offensive role is gonna have to be even better. I'm not saying he's not capable of it. 10 points, 38% from three. I mean, you're looking at a pretty solid player here. The player that comes to my mind, Bryce, is Brian Antoine, who played in the first couple games, but then you know, really didn't play a whole lot against Houston. They went so small in the rotation against Houston. But this is when I need somebody like that, you know, a junior guard, a guy that's that shown that he's a really good player. It's not like he sucks. They just, Villanova just goes really small. And in terms of their rotation, somebody like that, and honestly, somebody like Chris Archidiacado might have to come in there and, and try to get some tips from his brother on how to play in the in the big in the big dance. Uh, he he would know in the big tournament. I mean, they're gonna need a cup they're gonna need one of those two to really take on a bigger role here, play 20 minutes a game, give this team a offensive spark. And and a guy that can stay in there because Kansas, what Kansas is going to do, and, and you know, I'm excited to talk about them because what Bill Self did, I mean, they pretty much kicked everybody's butt. They they dominated Miami in the uh, second. They half. struggled. They, they struggled. struggled. They but I but I like I like how they played though. I like how they played because we haven't seen we haven't seen them at their full 100 percent best, but we've seen great halves. We've seen great halves. They dominated Miami. They dominated. They took it right to the woodshed after the first half, kind of being a little closer than you might think. I, mm. I, Kansas to me is, you know, they, O'Shea, O'Shea is right there. He is right on the verge of a breakout game. He's not playing bad. He's not playing bad, but he's not, he's not playing at that All American level. And if he plays at that All American level with the way Remy Martin is playing. <sighs> Uh, that might be the best one to punch right now in the final four. It
1: could be, it could be. I, I, I think for Kansas, I think they're just, I look, I, I just think they're going to wear, they're going to wear Villanova out. They're so quick. Uh, Kansas is so fast and, and they move up and down the floor. so Well, if they get out in transition, watch out, mm. watch out. Cause they got guys, they got players that can, that can make plays. Um, You know, they really rode that second half high against Miami uh, when they went on that early run, and then it was just over. Miami was zapped. I think they were tired, too. They turned the ball over. They were taking bad shots. Um, I think Villanova's more disciplined, but I think they are going to get tired. Uh, I I, I do think Kansas is going to get up the floor, up and down more. Uh, Like you said, I think O'Shea might be hitting a stride here. Uh, McCormick looked better. Uh, Remy Martin's been, he's had a pretty good tournament. I think, yeah, yeah, I think if you great. had to make, if you had to make an, an all tournament first team, I think Remy Martin might make that. I agree. To be yeah. completely honest. I agree. Um, I, I think agree. he's been that good. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he can keep it up. Like you said, yeah, I mean, he get, he'd be kind of streaky. You know, if he's off, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could, that could turn the tie. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what Villanova's hoping for. If you defend, maybe that's what you do. Maybe you, you make it really tough on Remy Martin, make somebody else beat you. Yeah. um, I think that might be the thing that can, that can give them a chance.
0: And and the thing with Kansas is yes, they're very good in transition, but what it does kill is the opportunity to get McCormick going. Right. You know, that's what McCormick isn't going to run like a Mark Williams. It's, it's not who he is. He's yeah. a guy that you know you want to set him up, you want to give him some room to work on the block and, and you want him to power people. And and against Miami in the second half, he powered through people. Um and and that's a matchup, I think. If you're Kansas, if you can really take advantage of that, that might blow that game open. Because I like Dixon, but you already got a thin bench if you're Villanova.
1: Right. Yeah, and if you get Dixon him.
0: Dixon in foul trouble, is it, to me, uh, would be massive. That's a, Honestly, that's the player I don't want to get in foul trouble because I don't have a counter. I mean, Samuels at the five. I like Samuels, obviously. But, I Eesh. mean, I'm going wrong. I'm, I'm, I mean, that's tough when you got a guy Eesh. with McCormick's stature. So, to me, I, I think it's going to come down to, like you said, can't, how much will Kansas be able to run against Villanova if they're able to run a lot? It's going to take the energy out of Villanova. They're not going to really get into their sets, and that might be all it takes for Kansas to move on into the national championship to face the winner of Duke and North Carolina. And I'm not trying to, you know, take any bad. I think what Villanova's done this season is outstanding. I think it absolutely sucks that one of their three best players isn't going to play when the biggest in the biggest games of his life. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks. I mean, you don't you don't want that and especially considering that it was so close to the end of the game when he got hurt. Again, horrible. Um, But, you know, these are four, you know, blue blood type of teams, uh, you know, four programs that are going to bring the house, they're going to bring the fans to New Orleans. Uh, You know, I I think it's going to be a great Final Four, and, you know, we're excited to break it down for you next week, and then we will plan to do some NFL offseason stuff. Uh, Bryce, we did, you know, Bruce Arians. Uh, is you know going to move into the front office role because he couldn't yes. handle Tom Brady anymore. And sure. Mike Bowles and Mike, Bo- you know, and, and Todd Bowles is going to come in there and you know be the head coach while Arians moves to the front office. Um, you know, there's just so much movement that's going on in the NFL, probably the most movement, oh my gosh, uh, maybe ever, <laughs> maybe yeah. ever uh, well, in the offseason. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. So, I don't. You know, I know the two of us really want to dive in on just kind of how this off season has turned out. Cause I mean, it's, it's seriously, it's so crazy.
1: Well, okay. Well, let me ask you this before we go though. Yeah. I want your final four picks and I want your national championship pick. So my I'm leaning,
0: I'm leaning Duke and Kansas Duke beating North Carolina and Kansas being Villanova. Unfortunately, I don't think both of the games are going to be very close but I do think the championship. But I do think the championship game is going to be really, really good. I think it's going to be really, really good, um, and I think it's high-scoring. I think it's eighty-four to eighty, Ooh. and it's going to be off a controversial <laughs> foul. Come on, it's going to get Duke the victory. Oh that's my god, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a controversial foul because you. Because I do think, I do think there is no question. There is no question. The NCAA wants Coach Gay. To go on top of it this is this is what we're doing i mean i hate then. i no no i okay. mean I, I, no i like i love going okay. to like say i think there's i think there's a okay. real possibility you're just, not it. you're just not gonna respect it You're not gonna anyway oh no, no come on you come on
1: it, it, it would be. It, it would make a lot of sense that no you're a clown you're a yeah. clown for that okay so no, not, you know, no. i love i love that we're on the same page here though like like we are we are one the same i actually have duke in kansas as well uh, I agree with you. I don't know if the the final four games are going to be close. Um, give me Duke Kansas. Give me Duke. Give me Duke with the dub. Uh, give them to me. Eighty to seventy four. 80, Eighty to 74. seventy four. So we
0: have we both have relatively high scores. Yes, uh, but both favoring the Blue Devils. So yeah, we have it. We got Coach K winning a national championship before he gets. Uh, sent off in Everland. So uh, what, what we have, uh, you know that'll be it for the podcast. Uh, I don't don't worry next week, I'll be roasting Bryce for Carson Wentz. No, uh, oh, gonna, no, you can't roast us vol- anymore. We vol- fixed it. We fixed voluntarily, it. Voluntarily roasting for the Carson Wentz accident. They are going They did get a better quarterback. We I fixed say that it. They got a much, much better quarterback, but they did get owned for Carson Wentz. And I'm gladly okay. going to talk okay. about it. And Jim Merce uh, basically admitted it. Uh, so so it'll be fun to talk about that next week. Uh, we'll talk about the championship game next week. And then, you know, shoot, playoffs are coming around that corner. So uh, we'll be... Uh, in tune uh, keeping our eyes on the NBA for you so once again thank you for listening on Saturday